Hello, and welcome to the G2 podcast. So, um, yeah, I absolutely love what Jacob said about how love is, is just used in loads of different contexts. Like, I know I say it way more than I think I do. Um, but when we're saying it, it's like, who are we saying it to? You know, what are we saying it about? Why are we saying that? Is there like a particular context or situation that we might say it with one particular meaning? And just on that, love in the Bible has a lot of meanings as well. And I'm going to speak on the second half of this greatest commandment, which is verse 37 of the Matthew 22 chapter. Love your neighbor as yourself, NIV, if you're interested. And here we have an amazing verse about how we can love others in a way that glorifies God, as well as loving ourselves in a way that glorifies God. The love that Jesus is speaking about in this situation is in reply to the Pharisees when they've asked, what is the greatest commandment? He's talking about obviously loving God, loving our neighbor, loving ourselves. And the love he's talking about is translated in Greek as agape, which is selfless love. Loving others, loving the people in our lives, inviting people to know the love that God has for them. A God who is willing to move mountains a God who is willing to go out of his way, leave the 99 for you. He even paid the price on the cross so that we could know eternal life with him. I'm going to leave that on that note and come back to it at the end, because this is actually one of my favorite passages in the Bible, because it's the second half of this greatest commandment. But this verse is kind of also in two halves, because on the one hand, you've got love your neighbor, and then the second half is like, as yourself. And in the NIV translation, this is just two words, as yourself. And it almost seems a little bit like shoved on the end because um, you've kind of got the first half, which is made up of lots of uh, more words and then just two words shoved on the end. And I don't think the Bible just says things for nothing, even though it is quite entertaining to think about how if Jesus just said, yeah, no, I just put that in. It doesn't really mean anything. But I was kind of thinking about all these theological conversations that you'd have later on. You know, I thought it'd be hilarious to let you work that one out. Um, not quite convinced that is the case. Um, Jesus doesn't just say things for nothing. So I'm kind of left wondering there's then this equal importance of loving your neighbor as yourself. Because those words, as yourself, in the message translation, it's translated as, as well as yourself. And in the passion translation, it's translated as in the same way as yourself. There's definitely this unity between the two parts. And I'm kind of wondering, what does this practically look like? Selflessly loving others alongside selflessly loving ourselves. Because, I mean, I don't know what this would look like for you, but, you know, thinking of examples of what loving our neighbor looks like, um, it might be different for you, but it, I, I can think of maybe like having dinner for them, like dinner with them, catching up, um, sort of sending them a message of encouragement. I don't know what this looks like for you, but when we're doing those things, we're thinking about them. 
you know, we're not thinking about our, you know, ourselves. We want to pour out our love for them. And I guess, like, when, when we think about how we should love ourselves, I think sometimes there's a lot of guilt surrounding that because it's often associated with the word selfishness. And we kind of end up, can end up stuck in of like, oh, what we feel we should do, but what we're actually capable of doing. Is loving others, is that, being, is that of a detriment to yourself? Over time, I've become increasingly aware um, of the prevalence of like mental health in today's society. And there's really a buildup of awareness around that. And in that, people are becoming more aware of who they are and their own capacity and their own capabilities. I've seen really good friends take really brave steps and stepping down from responsibilities, maybe outside of their work. But also, they've said no, they've said no to when people have asked them for help. And on that note of saying no, it's not coming from a place of negativity. It's not come from like a uh, talk to the hand. No, thanks. Will not help you. They're saying it out of love. What they're saying is, I love you and I want the best for you and I care for you. But I am not in a position to provide what you need or provide what you're asking. In that, there's an allowance for neighbors to know the self and access the selfless agape love that they can find through Jesus, but also allowing ourselves to experience that same love. And practically, sort of in saying no, we're giving them the opportunity to find that help from other sources. And that's where they're going to get that best, that best love from them. But we can allow ourselves to experience that same love. Again, the God that will move mountains for you, the God who celebrates you, the God who paid the price for you. You can know the identity in God that you are a child of his. You can selflessly love yourself. You can selflessly love yourself. Um, before I link this back to the beginning of the talk, um, we're just going to spend two or three minutes on tables, um, like discussing this. And also there's some like coloring in stuff on your tables. And if you want to, you can write down three things, maybe like you celebrate your, about yourself or ways in which you, you want to f experience self selflessly loving yourself this week. So yeah, we're just going to spend a few minutes on that and then we'll come back to round this talk off. Oh. Fab. So just bringing that to a close. Um, so to finish this off, we, I'm just going to come back to this like unity between loving your neighbor as yourself. Because when we discover for ourselves the selfless love that God has for us, and that we can give to ourselves, we are then even more equipped with that knowledge of how we can show that love to others. Once we know our identity in Christ, that we are a child of his, we can then live that out in a way that's within our capacity. And that love is going to be that much more powerful. At G2, we're a church who discover, live, and tell. 
once we've discovered this selfless agape love that God has for the world and for us, we, we can live it out and we can tell others. In the words of RuPaul, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else? <laughs> loving somebody else, loving our neighbours. Our neighbours, it's such a broad, universal definition. Our friends, our families, people we don't really get along with, people who are like friends of friends, but we haven't quite found that mutual thing that we like can click with conversation, or people who we've met, but it was really embarrassing that first meeting, so we're not sure if we can broach that conversation again. It's this universal definition of the people in our lives who we can go and love. And I'm going to hand back to Holly and Laura, who are going to talk about what this looks like right now for us.